You're listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7, The Franchise. Welcome in to the Franchise First Take Thunder Post Game Show. Matt Burton, Drake Vitito, Reeves Mitchell along with you. And actually, all right, great show. Let's yeah, all right, good show. And that's just a long <laughs> sigh. If we just like sighed for about 30, 45 minutes here, uh, that would perfectly encapsulate everything we were wanting to say about the performance from the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. And uh, gentlemen, first off, uh, just how we doing? We'll, we'll start off there. How, how are we doing? Drake, I'll start with you. Uh, sweet. Obviously, you never like to see the hometown team lose in the fashion that they did, but in retrospect, just kind of looking at the body of work this season, you can't be too mad. I mean, you're going to have a stinker yep. every now and then, and uh, sadly, it had to be against the Rockets, which is my absolute least favorite team in the league um, to either cheer for or root against whatever situation. No, No-go Rockets for me, um, but... You're going to have a stinker every now and then, and I know we're going to get into it, but uh, other than that, it's been a great week. It's been a great week. Perfect. Reeves, how are we doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I mean, obviously a tough game. Drake's right. It's a long season. You're going to have games like this where, you know, you just quite frankly don't show up. I just think what sucks about tonight is it's Houston, man, and kind of feels like Thunder and Houston have a certain type of rivalry to this point, so... Never like to lose a game will. so uncompetitively to the Rockets like tonight. It is. Uh, it, it was terrible, and it, honestly, I mean, it was terrible. And we will get into it. The Thunder lose their fifth straight at Houston, five in a row at Houston. It's a source of the the Toyota Center down there. Whatever it is about uh, the Toyota Center, uh, Oklahoma City has not been showing up the last five times. Man, it's. Uh, you know, one ten to one oh one loss tonight to the Houston Rockets. Uh Rockets go to nine and nine, Thunder thirteen and seven on the season. Uh, this is an improved Rockets team, right? I mean, this this offseason they had a ton of cap space to use. They used it on Dylan Brooks, Fred Van Vliet. Um, you know, it needed some they needed some veteran presence there down in Houston. Uh, last year, I mean it was, you know, Steven Silas who was young head coach and they had all first or second year guys, pretty much, and Eric Gordon. And then they trade Eric Gordon away at the deadline. And then it's just a bunch of young guys and a young head coach trying to figure stuff out. And it looked awful. So they, what did they do? Went out and addressed uh, the coach, got Ime Udoka, uh, who's been a proven coach uh, with the Celtics before all of his off-the-court stuff. Got him outed. Got him outed. Uh, at the uh, at the Celtics, and then you know, guy in Fred Van Vliet. It's been an All Star before, veteran point guard guy in Dylan Brooks. That uh, I mean, is is a solid NBA player for all the all the memes and all the stuff uh, around Dylan Brooks and all the trash talking. Want to be like tough guy stuff? Uh, he is actually a, a solid NBA player. So uh, spent their money wisely, and then man, I, I mean, uh, Alperin Shingun, he is a good player. There's a lot of you know comparing him and Chet's numbers and. All that good stuff leading up into this game. And I mean, that, that I didn't, I guess I get because they're both technically going to be listed as centers, but their games are completely different. I mean, Alperin Shingun is not doing the stuff 
that Holmgren's doing and Holmgren isn't doing some of the stuff that Shingoon's doing. Uh, but, I mean, they had a couple of high draft picks with Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. That, I mean, Jabari Smith Jr., weird stat line tonight. Six points, 18 rebounds uh, for him tonight. Uh, and Jalen Green, excuse me, I believe is their leading scorer with like 19 a game. Had 15.7 boards. It, But as far as like the Thunder go, the Thunder are well ahead of where the Rockets are. They're, they're a better team than the Houston Rockets. This is one of those nights, though, nothing falls. And you're going to have that playing basketball. Yeah. I Eight think, of 29 from three. I think there are a couple. There are some games where it's like you can look at the stat line and be like, I don't think that really tells the whole story of the game. There has to be some context in there if you weren't able to watch the game, whether it be a fan, an analyst, or whatever. Um, there are just some games where the stat line doesn't really tell the whole story. I think this is one of those games where we can say the opposite. Um, and th- these are some seem well, some well-known problems um, that we've talked about a couple of times on the post-game show. Uh, first things first, Thunder get out-rebounded uh, 53 to 30. Now, that's not a that's awful, just period, point blank, bottom line, end of story. Um, but this has been a commonality for the Thunder um, this season. I think going in, just even with the addition of Chet, you know most nights are not going to be your night on the boards when it comes to who who has the most at the end of the night. Um, we've talked about it on the post game. We feel like the way the Thunder mitigate that is by turning uh, the other team over at a high clip, and they did that tonight. Um, they turned the Rockets over 20 times tonight. So they did their job on that end, but sometimes it's just truly not enough. But the other just one big stat where it's like, okay, uh, if you're going to give up as many rebounds to the Rockets as you did, you can't also be getting doubled up at the three-point line. Uh, yeah. The Thunder made eight threes tonight um, to the Rockets' 15. That's just a, that's a recipe for, for disaster. You can't do that uh, in, in the NBA and expect to win games. And you saw it. The Thunder struggled to find consistency. Uh, all night on the offensive end. And, you know, it, it is a little bit of a trap game, even though uh, the Thunder, and we were talking about this this morning, even though the Thunder had three days of rest, um, Houston, for whatever reason, even if they're good, not good, whatever, one of the most lethargic places I've ever seen, just when it comes to crowd, I don't know if it would, just wasn't coming through the TV, but just a very, like, indifferent crowd tonight um you could see the rockets going on their runs and the crowd really not getting into it it's a hard place to get up especially uh for this thunder team who is young they're still going through you know the processes you're gonna have stinkers here and there houston's just a really hard place to play they're eight and one at home this season i mean they've they've gotten double uh two wins against the defending champs the denver nuggets this is a really really improved rockets team but with that being said for as bad as the thunder played tonight I think for the most part, they did a pretty good job staying in the game. Uh, what did we say at halftime? It was a five-point deficit at halftime, Yeah, they I played awful in the first half. I mean, truly, this probably was the Thunder's worst offering this year um, up to this point. Just just really bad on, on both ends. Um, we'll get into some of the, some of the individuals who may have uh, done well for the Thunder, but just broad strokes of, uh, of this paintbrush, uh, probably not one we're going to be remembering for a long time. This is one you tuck it in the uh, you tuck it into the files and you forget about it for the rest of your life. I wanted to get to Twitch, Enjoy Vision, Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash the franchise live. You can watch us there uh, and listen to us there if you would like. But our guy Chris Chris Parrish on Twitch says, when will Kaysen replace Giddy in the starting lineup? Not blaming this all on him because uh, Chet was dominated tonight. Uh, Giddy being a passer off the bench seems like a no-brainer. And he also asks... 
OKC clearly needs a big and leadership. Who is that going to be? Would that be a veteran big or a big and a veteran wing? Okay, so let's okay, let's start off with let's again? start off with Giddy. Yeah, I said when will Kaysen replace Giddy in the starting lineup? And then he said not blaming this on him because Chet was dominated tonight too. So I don't think it happens. Let's 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 start off with Giddy, and we'll we'll address yeah. the yeah. the other one uh, after. Josh Giddy is clearly affected with what's going on. I, I, he would never admit it that his play is, you know, d- like is diminishing right now. He's not not playing up to his standard. Uh, he would never admit it. The team might not admit it. Uh, Mark Dagnall might not admit it. But I feel like it's plain to see that everything he's got going on with the allegations and everything in his personal life are affecting his on court production. And you couple that with the fact that every time you're on the road, every single time he catches the ball, the entire crowd is booing. And it felt like he turned down some shots. There was one, uh, I remember vividly, he has it just at the elbow, right? It's not, it's not at the, at the three-point line. It's not anything like that. He's at the elbow, and they are leaving him wide open. And he's looking for somewhere else to pass because he does not want the ball in his hands. Uh, he is, to me, he is clearly being affected by that right now and hey if if my name was out there for all the wrong reasons in the press and every time I caught the basketball the entire crowd on the road is booing me I might be a little affected too my, my on-court play might be affected too so that leads me to okay you got Casey Wallace you got a guy like Isaiah Joe that can come in and space the floor in the starting lineup with whatever is going on with Giddy right now, I feel like they need to. He needs. He needs just a break from everything that's going on. I feel like Josh Giddy needs a little bit of a break. Either a break, or if he needs to keep playing, or the Thunder don't let him have that break. I feel like it's almost. And I'm making this comparison just because it's a little bit of a confidence thing. I feel like, and the comparison I'm making is the John, John Hughley and. Um, Sam Godwin. Sam Godwin. Yeah. So early in the year, why is Sam Godwin starting instead of John Hughley? John yeah. Hughley has had a great first, you know, stretch of games for the Sooners basketball, men's basketball for those who aren't aware. Um, sometimes in that college space, and I know college NBA are two different things, especially with the, what's going on with Giddy right now. It is a little bit of a confidence thing. At the end of the night, you may be starting the game, but you're not going to be getting more minutes than the guy who's eventually going to be coming off the bench for you. And we've seen that night in and night out. I mean, Giddy's minutes have dropped significantly since the beginning of this season, just in, in this, you know, these last couple of games. I feel like if he has to stay with the team and he has to play, I just don't feel like also shoving him out of the starting lineup will help at all when it comes yeah. to the mental space that he is in. Um, so that's what kind of leads me to thinking that it's not, it's if he, if he is staying with the team, I, I truly don't think that he's going to be a, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Uh, Out of the starting lineup or anything. Yeah, I I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think you're going to see this team kind of just kind of shove him away to the side. He hasn't been playing great. I mean, and and his issues on the court um, have been well documented throughout the season. Uh, If you can't be, if you're a liability on offense and your liability with the on-ball defense stuff doesn't work, then you're just not going to play, and he knows that. Um, but as far as who's going to replace him in the starting lineup, I don't think it's going to go that far. When did uh, when did the allegations start? 
Before was that before the, the before 76ers the da- game? I want to see who did they lose to? Yeah, it was before the before 76ers. the Dallas before the 76ers okay. game? The game before the 76ers. Okay, okay, so 76ers, Dallas, Houston. Am I missing one? 76ers, 76ers. Dallas, Houston. Yes, they lost also to the Timberwolves in Minnesota, That's right. That's and then right. they uh, beat the Lakers at home. Okay, so two and three. So about a five game stretch here. Yeah, and again, it's not all on that. It, it really isn't. It's just he is. I think clearly affected by it, honestly. The the, the on court play is, and um, again, I, I would be too. I'm sure. I, I'm sure it would rattle me a, a ton with everything going on in his personal life. But um, and I mean, you mentioned that. I mean, not taking him out of the starting lineup, but I mean, he's not finishing games either. No, like, he hasn't so it's been not for a long time. Right, it feels like yeah. So it's all it's all. A mess right now with with the Josh Giddy stuff, and and not only like obviously it's a mess off the court, but on the court, uh, it doesn't look that good right now. Uh, but again, twenty one year old, six eight point guard. I I feel like you you got to try to make that work at at some point, and we've seen Josh Giddy be really good for the Thunder in his in his short career up to this point, so. Uh, maybe it's one thing, one of those things right now they're trying to let him play through it and let him try to figure it out on the court rather than, you know, take a break and, uh, you know, just kind of get away from all the noise right now. But uh, I'm sure that was something that they probably asked Josh Giddy if, if he wanted to take a break or if he wanted to, you know, keep playing through it. Like, which, I mean, which I'm sure as an <laughs> elite, NBA, uh, like an elite basketball player, uh, he wants to keep, he wants the game to, to be with him too. So um, that, and then for Chris's other question was, okay, so he clearly needs a big and leadership. Who is that going to be? Uh, would that be a veteran big or a big and a veteran wing? Um, again, I, I think for me, and maybe this could be in the deadline. We've talked about this a ton though, where I, I think Oklahoma city, this is going to be, kind of a let's get a year's worth of data analytics and film on what is going to happen. Like, can Chet be that guy or does he need to have another big with him? And early returns, they're terrible at rebounding. I mean, just really bad, especially when it comes uh, to giving up offensive rebounds. They're one of the worst uh, in the league, if not the worst in the league still. So I don't know if leadership necessarily is a right. need but i'm both of you both you and i have said jeremy grant i think fits like a glove jeremy grant fits like a glove i mean you look at not a big and, and i'm not talking about like i don't think the thunder need a star and that's what i wonder with with jeremy grant is uh you know with the money going forward right because i mean he just signed a big deal yeah okay what, so he's gonna need to sign some guys some guys to they're gonna need some cap flexibility so i don't know if you're looking at a guy like, I mean, as far as on the court, yeah, Jeremy Grant would fit like a damn glove uh, to this OKC Thunder team. Um, but as far as like making money long term, he's locked into a long contract. Um, I kind of look at a guy like if, if this would all depend on because it's it's in the division, it's all that stuff. Uh, but if a guy like Nas Reed wanted a bigger role somewhere, yeah, I think I think he would fit with Oklahoma City. Yeah, have him and Chet. Uh, in that front court, and hey, you don't have to be the backup to Gobert and 
Carl Anthony Towns anymore. And they've kind of destroyed the destroyed the stereotype of the now NBA of no, you can play two bigs. Like it's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's okay. <laughs> and he can stretch the, the floor West for a reason. Yeah, he yeah. can stretch the floor. He can work inside. Like he can do all that stuff. Uh, I think he would be good. And again, I'm looking at. I don't even know how realistic Nas Reed would be, but I'm trying to look at like realistic approaches because you're not going to go trade for Carl Anthony Towns. You're not going to as cool as that would be, right? Yeah. You're not going to go trade for that guy. You're not going to go trade for Joel Embiid, like all these guys. I'm looking try, uh, like around the edges, which is why I think that the Thunder would make a trade if they if they did. I don't yeah. think they're going to go star hunting or anything like no. that. It's who can improve us around the edges while we kind of elevate the three that we feel good about in Shea, J-Dub, and Chet? Yeah. I think uh, if you want to go cheap, cheap uh, and get like a center who maybe doesn't, doesn't definitely doesn't stretch the floor, but is a lob threat that's in a crappy situation, go get like a Daniel Gafford from Washington. Yeah. Just a big body, um, can match up well with the, you know, the disadvantages that the Thunder have against the bigger teams right now. Younger guy, threat, too. Younger guy, um, not going to be an expensive contract. Why not? Why not take, take a, a lot of pressure off Chet too, especially yep. with all the rebounding responsibility yes. he has. And I mean, he's the main guy going up for block shots, you know, contesting at the rim for this team. Feels like they need one more guy like that, kind of. Yeah. If they pull the trigger, though, remains to be seen. Remains to be seen, indeed. That would be a deadline or this offseason thing, because I mean, I, I just, I, I really think they're going to just—it's an experimental time. Experimental time for the Thunder, and they're over. They're they're overachieving right now. I mean, they're overachieving from what we thought uh, they would be. But that's Drake Vitito. We got Reeves Mitchell back behind the glass. I am Matt Burton. A couple more segments. We'll hear from Reeves on the other side, and he will also take us around the association. We're listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on one hundred seven point seven, the franchise. One zero seven seven, the franchise. It's the franchise Thunder post game show. Thunder lose one ten to one hundred one against the Houston Rockets tonight down at the Toyota Center in Houston. And man, it was uh, it's one of those nights. It's going to happen in the NBA. Usually does. This is the fifth straight loss at Houston for the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, which I believe dates back to. Uh, to 2021, I believe. Gross. Yeah, the last win at Houston was March 21st of 2021. Thunder win by two. Nice. Yikes. Nice. Big, big yikes. Sorry, uh, I'm, I, I just dropped my phone. Yankees officially acquire Juan Soto, no big deal. Still probably won't mean anything. We'll stro- still probably finally got horrible. your left-handed bat, blit, or Drake. How yeah. about it? Thank there you goodness. go. Thank goodness. Still probably so many home runs in the back half of you know on base percentage, but it's <laughs> it's okay. Whatever. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Don't care. Don't Sorry, care right ahead, now. No, you're ahead. good. You're good. You're trying to get easier mind off of the Oklahoma City Thunder by thinking about one of your other teams. So it's okay, man. But speaking of other teams. There were other teams that played tonight in the National Basketball Association. Reeves, please take us around the association, man. Let's do it. All right, guys. Let's start off with the bad one. Get the bad one out of the way. Thunder and Rockets down in Houston. It was not pretty for the Thunder tonight. 110-101. Rockets win. 
Bouncing around here, Bulls and Hornets in Chicago, guys. 111-100. Bulls win tonight with the pretty good game. DeMar DeRozan, 30 points. Is he going to get traded? Is he not? We will see later in the season. Then bouncing down to Toronto, where the Heat and Raptors squared off. Heat were able to get the road dub, 112-103. Caleb Martin, the playoff hero last year. Drops 24 points. Probably his best game of the year. I haven't heard much of him. Then down to Minnesota where the T-Wolves, man, they keep on winning. 16-4 and four overall. They beat the Spurs and Wimbanyana. 102-94. Rudy Gobert with a 17-point, 20-rebound double-double. Jeez. Then down to Atlanta where the Nets and Hawks faced off. Trey Young was able to get 30 points on the board, but it did not result in a win. The Brooklyn Nets defeat the Hawks 114-113. Mikael Bridges, 32 points there. We had some big scores tonight, guys. Sixers over the Wizards tonight, 131-126. That man, Joel Embiid, 50 big points. 13 rebounds, man. He was on fire tonight. And we know those Wizards don't play any defense down there. No, no. Then down to Detroit, guys, the Pistons. Holy cow, 2-19 and 19 on the season. I I think you can go ahead and write them off from the playoffs. <laughs> they are done this year. Memphis has been really bad, but they're able to beat them tonight. 116-102 there. Desmond Bain drops 49 points. Holy cow. He's really liking John Morant sitting on the bench right now. He's getting all the shots. Then down in Cleveland, the Magic, kind of a surprising team at 14-7. They dropped one to the Cavaliers, 121-111. Donovan Mitchell, 35 points. That man, Paolo, though, he drops 42. People kind of forget about him as a number one pick, but he's coming into his own this season. Then we got two games live right now, one in Golden State where the Warriors are trailing by three to the Blazers. Blazers kind of a weird team this year. We talked about Jeremy Grant. He's been good for them, but also Scoot Henderson has not been very good this year. I expected more out of him. See if he picks it up second half of the year. And then the game on ESPN right now, Nuggets and Clippers, guys. Uh, Jokic, I mean, doing it all again, 8-4-4. Four, and four. He's on his way to another triple-double. That's going to do it for around the association. Nice. Perfect. Appreciate you, Reeves. I had one small complaint. You said something about Paolo Bencaro. No one really thinks about him. I think about him a lot. Well, okay. He's a former, guy, former Duke guy. He just walked into the league scoring 20 a game last year, and it's just, it's just super easy for him. It's okay. It's fine. This is my one small complaint. God, I, I hate Houston so much. <laughs> it's... Uh, the it's Thunder almost like any other team game against the uh, any other team. It would have been fine. Like literally, it would have been any, okay. The Pistons, the two win Pistons, the three win Wizards, anyone but the Rockets. I know it would have been fine if it was anybody else but those damn Houston Rockets. Um, I mean, it's not it going to get any easier either. It's not. It's not. Again, we said we'd we'd find out a lot about the Thunder. Uh, in their stretch to end 2023, and um, and just going through one of those stretches right now. You know, it was all sunshine and rainbows uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, you know, two and three in their last five, and it's uh, it's it's not looking good right now, and and not hitting shots. I will say, bright spot, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is still that guy. <laughs> 33 points for him on 13 of 18. Again, our efficient king. 
He uh, he just keeps delivering six assists and six steals for Shea Gilgis Alexander tonight. Man, I think, that's is, a, uh, I think that's a season high for him, isn't it? It's got to be. I think that's what the. Uh, yeah, I mean, thank goodness he showed up, and then maybe a couple others for the Thunder because it was it for for a minute there. It looked like things were about to get out of control. There were multiple times where the Thunder would fight back to about five or a six point deficit, and then Houston would just answer right back with it seems like the most impromptu time threes to hit it back up to uh, a double-digit lead. But, yeah, um, this is one of those segments where we can just say, thank goodness that we have a Shea Gilgis Alexander on our team because not every team can say they have an, uh, a player with as high of a caliber and as high as a motor uh, as Shea has. And, you know, that was in a fourth quarter or in a first quarter where I believe he only scored like two or four points. I mean, it was pretty much that body of work came from pretty much three quarters of play but SGA man he's he's been the one constant on this team more than anyone else and where the Thunder sit right now um, probably going to be I believe third in the west after tonight's loss um, got to be thankful at the end of the night for having a guy like him on your team uh, Reeves concern level right now I mean the concern level is not very high it's just the whole giddy situation it seems like it's kind of a dark cloud around this team in a sense. And I know I don't think the other players are really concerned about it. But on the same note, I mean, Giddy's one of your guys, like you're trusting the process in almost in a sort. You picked him so high, you're expecting him to be one of your key guys going forward. And with this hanging over his head right now, I just don't really like the vibe of it. I mean, you know, we talked about it on the Twitch, bringing off bringing him off the bench, potentially different things. People on Twitter love to talk about trade scenarios with him. There's just a lot going around with that right now. It feels like it's hard for him to stay focused. It feels like it's hard for him to strictly focus on basketball right now. So that's my biggest concern. Do you know the Thunder were number one in three-point percentage coming in this game? I have no idea. I think they were around 40, I think, 40.5 or something like that. But I don't know how much of that is just Isaiah Joe going nuclear during that six-game win streak for the Thunder. Obviously, Case and Wallace, for the longest time, had gone without, you know, being below 50% from the three-point line. Uh, Chet also was in that grouping, too. I think this might just be a little bit of a regression back down to the mean. Yeah. Um, because Chet, 0 for 4 from 3 tonight. Um, Isaiah Joe, 1 of 4 tonight. Um, and then Kaysen. Where's Kaysen at? End up going 1 of 2 from, from three-point land. But a little bit of a regression to the mean. But it's just one of those things that early in the season, I mean, that's really been the great equalizer for them in the games where they've been out-rebounded is the three-point line and turning turning other teams over. That's truly what's made them stand out from some of those lackluster performances on the boards. But you, the greatest textbook example was tonight when that shot isn't falling and you're still giving up all those rebounds. Um in this league, you're you're not going to last very long, and you saw that tonight. There was never a there was never a time where I felt confident that this Thunder team uh, could have pulled off an upset. Truly, just from Aaron Holiday go, going nuclear, yeah. um, Dylan Brooks hitting a couple. I mean, I don't care what percentage Dylan Brooks shoots at at any point in his career. Just the way he releases that ball will never get me to respect <laughs> a, a three point, a three point shooter like Dylan Brooks tries to be, but he was on tonight. Um, and it was just one of those nights that you, you catch a team that's hot and you get in an environment like in Houston where it's just a little lethargic. And if you, if you start off uh, matching that same energy, then you're, you're going to get a uh, bit in the butt. And that's exactly what happened with that Thunder team tonight. 
One more segment for us before we send it back to VSIN Sports Network. And you know what that means. We got to get a vibe check. You're listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7, the franchise. segment for us here on the franchise thunder post game show oh man we gotta do it we gotta find some sort of way to bring the vibes up let's get a vibe check you know the f- vibes you sure you're all good no i'm actually not good man Can i tell you something yeah bro yeah the vibes off man uh the, the park vibe yeah the park vibes off man get real dude your vibes off is it noticeable is it noticeable I don't know. I think I feel like I bring in some good vibes. All right, you have four minutes to tell me what the f- is going on. I, I don't know, man. I, I, th- I thought my vibe was chill, bro. No, well, you thought wrong. So, that's your that's your that's your bad. Let's get a vibe check. Let's go. Let's get a vibe check. Reeves, please start us off. Yeah, guys. Uh, for my good vibe, I'm gonna have to go with. Wait a minute. You broke the one rule that you can't break. No, no. Vibe check. No. Break it yet. I didn't say it yet. Reeves, you no. You said good vibe. No one's ever messed it up, Reeves. Bad vibe. Let's start with the bad vibe. Uh, Going to take the obvious one. Aaron Holiday tonight, guys. I mean, just add him to the list of Thunder Killers, per se, that just basically random guys on random teams that don't go off every night, but when they play the Thunder, they're going off. Aaron Holiday tonight. What did he give us? Um, 20 points, yeah, and seven threes, so not great, not great. And then for my good vibe, guys, I got to go Trey Mann. He was solid off the bench, uh, gives us 10 points on four for eight. It's really hard to not consistently play every night, and then, you know, your number just randomly gets called off the bench and then go in and play well. That's what he did tonight, so I'll give him credit. He was one of the few guys to shoot well tonight. Okay. Bad vibes. Uh, I'll give it to Isaiah Joe. Only got 14 minutes out of him tonight, and I think a big part of that was the one thing that Isaiah Joe does really well was not there tonight. And when that one thing isn't really going down very well, um, he struggles to find value on the floor. Um, Just not quite there defensively. He plays hard, and that's what you want uh, on the defensive end. But on a night where you go... One of five from the field um, when you're needed off the bench, especially with a night like tonight where nothing was falling beyond the arc uh, for the Thunder. Um, Isaiah Joe could not be that spark tonight. So uh, Isaiah Joe, bad vibes. Good vibes. Um, very in a similar vein to guys who uh, get spotty minutes or maybe someone who hasn't gotten as much playing time as a train man. This man has, but in inconsistent spots. I'm going to give it to Mr. Aaron Wiggins. Only played 15 minutes tonight, uh, but went perfect from the field. 11 points. Uh, got a rebound and a steal. Um, I think the reason he didn't play more was he racked up a couple fouls there um, early, but uh, I... I, I can't I, I feel like I'm a broken record almost when I talk about Aaron Wiggins. I think it's a guy that uh, deserves consistent minutes um, no matter who they're playing, no matter what the matchup. I think he brings value on both ends of the floor. He takes really good shots. Um, he rarely turns the ball over and it never looks like a deer in the headlights moment for Aaron Wiggins when he's when he's out on the floor. So uh, bad vibes tonight for me will go to Isaiah Joe and good vibes will go to Mr. Aaron Wiggins off the bench. Bad vibes for me. 
Lugan's door. I, yeah, I mean, 0 for 5 from the field. I, also 15 minutes. Honestly, don't remember Lou Dort playing 15 minutes. I don't remember him being out there. Not good. I mean, again, this could be a lot of people on the Thunder roster, but I do not remember Lou Dort playing a single minute tonight. It was not very good. Um, from him, and then let's just you know, go to good vibes. You guys left me the layup. I will absolutely take the layup. I'm cherry-picking. I did not go back on defense. I'm waiting for you guys to outlet me the ball for an easy two. So give me Shea, man. Uh, I mean, six deals tonight, 33 points on 13 of 18. Uh, Shea is that guy. I mean, Shea is the future. He's the present of this Thunder organization. And it, this is... I, I feel like I say it every single post game. This is him now. This is these are his stat lines, game in, game out, and do not take it for granted. They could lose by ten. They could win by ten. Win by forty. This is going to be Shea's stat line. He is a, a made man in the NBA, man, and I just I am loving watching Shea Gilgis Alexander play basketball because he's he's him. He's Timothy. And uh, Timothy Turner. I know. It's a, it a rough night. Rough night to pick a good vibes. But uh, even when it's a, a terrible night, Shea Gilgis Alexander still does SGA things. So shout out to him and shout out to Vibe Check. Shea, 30 plus points in 13 of 19 games this season. <sighs> He's so good. He's so good. You think this early part of the season gave OKC fans false hope? The rebounding will force OKC to come back to earth. They aren't a top seed uh, at season end, uh, six at best. That's where I kind of had them earlier in the season, like or to begin the season. I like, hey, six, seven seed at, at best. You know, they're still working their way up. They still have flaws. They re- they do. And, you know, the, the rebounding aspect, uh, I didn't expect it to be this bad. And it is this bad. To be fair, I think they won the rebounding battles against uh, their in their previous two games, Thunder Maver- uh, Mavericks, Lakers. I believe they won the rebounding battle in those two. But when it comes to just playoff seating in general, it's tough just because throughout the length of the season, you're not going to see completely healthy teams all the time. Right? Yeah, injuries. So injuries. Yeah, yeah. That is the that is the league we live in. Um, that is the NBA um, for pretty much the past ten years. It feels like. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I had them at about 45 wins this year. Um, if you're just pigtailing on last year, I think that put them where the Suns ended up last year. And I think that would have been good enough for, a, I want to say, a four or a five seed. So I don't know if I'm completely on that boat of regressing that much. Because, like I said, this is a stinker. And we're all going to go to sleep tonight. And we're going to wake up in the morning and be like, uh it's a bad loss, but it's still just one loss. It's not like twenty percent from the three. You know, yeah, like best three point apparently best three point right. shooting team uh, in the league, and they have a stinker against the Rockets, who they haven't beaten at the Rockets since twenty twenty one. Like there are just some there are just some unsaid things that happen in this league that you just kind of have to nod your head and go, okay, let's show up tomorrow and like last like, like last night ever happened. And I feel like the fans also go through, go through that same experience. Um, we're 20 games in. Yeah. And this has been 
a better 20 games than I thought the Thunder would have to start the season. Oh, 1,000%. So, obviously, the rest of December is tough. Probably their toughest stretch of games uh, for this season. Um, But, I mean, the Warriors game they got added on, that'll be at home. Um, And then you have uh, the Jazz, which should be a win. That's at home. They just got (laughs) 50-pieced by the Mavs tonight. And and then you go on the road to Sacramento, which has always been a struggle for you matchup-wise. So, uh, it doesn't get any easier for the month of November uh, but with that being said, a bad loss is still just a loss. And right. we're probably all going to wake up tomorrow feeling like a whole lot better about ourselves. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, they're going to be a third in the West. So the body <laughs> of work, you can always improve upon. Uh, Chris also says something that we can all get behind. I just hate the Rockets. Yeah, I oh, think hey. we can all get behind that. Hand in the air. I'm right there with you. Can all get behind that for sure. Reeves. Any final thoughts, closing thoughts, Thunder lose 110-101? I mean, I'm with you guys. You got to put this one in the rearview mirror, so to speak. Just move on. Uh, Next game for the Thunder, Friday against the Warriors. We know we've had some really solid games against them this year. Uh, I think the Thunder's first play-in tournament game was against them at home. It was that crazy game where it should have been a goaltending, you know, on the last play, wasn't called, and then... Thunder were able to beat them in Oakland or San Francisco now, I guess. So season series one and one. I really want to see how the Thunder come out on Friday, get a home game. Steph Curry in town, always fun. So I'm I'm shifting my focus to that game, guys. Drake, final thoughts for you out of here? It's a stinker. Every team's allowed to have one. Yep. The worst Thunder performance by far this season. Uh we all go to bed tonight, and we look forward to uh, Friday's fourth matchup, I believe, already this year against the Warriors. Should be a fun one. Uh, it's going to be high-octane offense, I'm sure, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, we'll see if this young Thunder team can uh, put a bad game behind them and uh, look ahead. I have a feeling uh, that's exactly what's going to happen on Friday. Exactly. These type of losses are not specific to the Thunder, right? Every, Like you said, they're not specific to the Thunder. It's Every NBA team is going to have a, a game. The season, at least one game where they shoot 20% from three, just stuff is not falling. Nothing goes your way. It's going to happen. But we're going to find out a lot about this young Thunder team throughout the rest of December, man. And I'm, I'm, I've not given up. (laughs) Far from it. Very far. With this Thunder team. They're too talented uh, right now and playing too well. Uh, Tonight, you know is the uh, exception, not the rule, I think, for this Thunder team. But for Reeves Mitchell, appreciate you, Drake. Always appreciate you, my guy. And then for myself, Matt Burton, that'll do it for the franchise Thunder post-game show.